You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. People are chasing us. Our lives are the sum of our choices. And we cannot escape the past. Ethan, this mission of yours is gonna cost you. It's been a long time, Fab. You've no idea the power I represent. It knows your story and how it ends. The periodic table of awesome. and Peter and Queen and I don't know. I can't hear the music, so I've got no idea what you're doing. I'm just doing the music. There is no music. I was playing nothing. It was me. You are the entire. It was. It was my. the music man. It was my very own voice trumpet. Well. Which is go. far better than your butt trumpet. But anyway. Oh. Great intro. Thanks, Quinny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. I come in, I lower the tone, I leave. Thanks, thanks, thanks for everybody. the tone night. down. <laughs> yes, it is the special Wednesday night because last night we went and saw a huge bomb. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an, an Oppenheimer reference. Just an Oppenheimer reference. Yeah. That review is It is next just week. an Oppenheimer reference, and we're going to be talking about that and uh, the other bombshell yes. next week. Bombs uh-huh. and bombshells. Blonde bombshell and the A-bombshell. And- yeah. <laughs> I, I did see a poster today that I thoroughly enjoyed, which was, it was just called Atomic Blonde, and it was Oppenheimer looking into the distance, and there was, you know, the giant Barbie from the 2001 um, yes. thing. Uh, yes. I was like, yeah, Yes, Karina, we are doing a Barbenheimer show. That's next Tuesday, yes. now that everything has been released or going yeah. to be released. Thanks for oh. paying attention to the schedule. Yay! <laughs> we are all oh, of all the flavors. We're all we're all Barbie now. That's all I'm going to say. That's Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Um, uh, yes, Hi, but t- tonight is just Mission Impossible. Just <laughs> she's Barbenheimer. <laughs> this is just Mission Impossible. <laughs> Anyway, um, how are we all? We good? We've all seen, have we all seen Mission Impossible? Your mission, if you chose to accept it, was to watch (laughs) Mission Impossible. Did you choose to accept it? Yes, Dead Reckoning, Mission Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which is, again, one of the stupidest, longest titles I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And also it is another Part 1, which means, oh, for fuck's sake, do I have to watch two movies now? Like, do I have to go to the cinema twice? Or it doesn't yep, count to, like, to get know. an entire narrative. Yeah, yeah. So in order for you to understand a movie, you have to spend twice the amount, and it's like, oh, Jesus or Christ. do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to uh, um. give a warning right now that everybody get ready to <laughs> smash the butt wire gifts. Oh, that that, that, that Peter's they gonna are have gonna so get many a of workout. them. Um, like, yes, they're gonna get such a workout we, we, as we were walking back. From the cinema, <laughs> like it was just, but why all the way through? <laughs> but why did this happen? But why did that? Well, I don't know about the but why's, but I watched it and I thought, wow, that's definitely a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> that was that was definitely a movie that happened, and I don't understand why it is still here. 
I did added nothing to the franchise, and I didn't understand. <laughs> okay, yeah. like you're 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 opening up hard right out of the gate there, buddy. Oh, so look- what do you mean you didn't understand? We had ten minutes of strong exposition at the beginning. Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes every five minutes. Yeah, where a room full of people told you what was happening and what it meant, and then asked another question as to what it meant. I mean, Jill and I kind of missed the first 10 minutes because we were seeing Hugh Jackman's 1998 turn as Curly from Oklahoma uh, in a different theatre. And um, it really didn't Because it came in in time for the 10 minutes of exposition. Yeah. Yeah, They literally came in and they're like, Gwenny, what did did we miss? And I said, there is an AI in a submarine. That's it. Yeah. And then Carrie Elwes asked a room full of 10 people what's going on and they all told him in succinct harmony. Yes. And then some (laughs) other characters asked some more questions about who Ethan Hunt was and what the IMF was and everything that you could possibly want to know about this entire fucking movie and franchises and it was all neatly handed to you. Thank you, Carrie Elwes. Can I pull out just one one little point here? It It has been 27 years of Mission Impossible films. Like what? Yes, are you like this is the thing that people are not paying attention to. Everyone's like, the Fast and the Furious is the best movie franchise of all time. Oh, I say that. But um, but yeah, nineteen ninety six is when the first Mission Impossible of the reboot of the TV show came out, starring Tom Cruise. Shit, fuck! I feel really old now. Exactly. And I'm like, like, oh, surely it's only been like 10, 15 years. Holy shit. And you're like 27? 27 years. Christ. There are there are people who have had children who are older than <laughs> this movie franchise is. People's children like so if somebody watched the first film, exactly. decided it was pretty hot, went home, banged. Banged. Um had a kid. Had a kid. Their kid could now be having children. Their kid could now mm. be having children. Technically. Not me though. I was 13 years old in 96. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember seeing that film at the cinema. So do I. I was legal in 96. (laughs) I suppose I could have been. I wasn't. Okay, can we not not backtrack to the Michael Bay (laughs) plot points of podcasting? I don't want to. I don't give a shit about that. I'm just trying to point out that well done Ving Rhames for just doing what? Pulp pulp Fiction and then this. (laughs) <laughs> the only job he ever needed in his life was yeah, yeah. Mission Impossible film. And yeah. I also love that, like, as the One Mission Impossible films have got have gone through, his job has been IT guy, like, la- like <laughs> yes. laptop tapper. Like, literally, he's got yeah. the best job. He's like Tom Cruise is off there doing insane stunts, and Vin Rains is like, click. I'm just going <laughs> to like, computer with, that and yeah. Yeah, oh my I, God. I don't. I don't have to. Like, even though I'm a big, muscly black guy, I'm not going to be in massive fight sequences. I'm not yep. going to be the muscle. I'm not going to be a thug. Yep. I'm the the smart IT guy. I love it in this film how he just disappears, though. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's is it? Uh, it's a spoiler. I don't know. It's but like there is a point where he's just like, I'm now I out of this movie, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh. Oh, okay. Thank, thanks for announcing that. It's kind of weird that they have Ving Rhames as man in the chair and then introduce someone like Simon Pegg that, you know, stereotypically looks like a man in the chair. Well, he started as man in the chair. but then Kind they, of, they, yeah. Like, he was a man in a different chair and now he's had a glow up to full agent and, you know. Yeah. How many men in chairs do you need in this movie? All of sure the men. No women in chairs. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no. 
we'll women are that one. doing a lot of kicking ass, but uh, are no, they? you don't do that. Well, are they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's some ass kicking women in there, but uh, I don't know. In between being rescued by Tom Cruise, they do kick ass, yeah. Yeah. And yes, then but always miraculously have their asses kicked. Yes, yes. They may be eminently competent and be capable of beating the shit out of a guy, but never good still enough. Never, never as good as Tom Cruise or whoever the guy who shows up to actually save them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Should give us a synopsis, Pointy. Oh wait, do oh. we need some? Do you need some theme music for this one? Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't know what shit accent could possibly go with this one. I mean, I'd try and do Gabriel's accent, but fuck knows what that was. Vo- uh, um, uh, voice recording on a. I'll do an know. AI voice. <laughs> sure, do an AI. Yeah, Quinny, robot. Do the robot. <laughs> Here's your background you can music. Do the robot with JT. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Hunt and oh no, okay, sorry. Ethan Hunt and the IMF team must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all humanity. If it falls into the wrong hands, with control of the future and the fate of the world at stake, a deadly race around the globe begins. Confronted by a mysterious, all powerful weapon enemy. Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than the mission. I hate all people of all races. I am coming to kill all of... Oh, no, sorry. That's that's a different kind of AI. Sorry, my bad. You almost <laughs> slipped into Your some... robot voice had an accent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like, it's like, that's slipping dangerously into Spanish robot at the end <laughs> Not even the lives of all those he cares about the most. <laughs> Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to watch the seventh film in the ongoing series and try to work out who wrote this much shit expository dialogue. Antonio Botderis. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love My it. name is Antonio Banderas. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just, oh man, what are you like? Oh, ha, wait, has everyone seen? On. Somebody just gonked me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. <laughs> um, what's okay? So, has everyone seen all of them? I just need to, I need to get a litmus test. Have we seen all of them? I have seen all. Oh, of hang them. on, all, all of the films? Yes, all of the films in the Mission Impossible film franchise. Not all the TV shows. That's a bit over top. So you got Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Two, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible. Hang, hang on, hang on, sorry, three. Sorry, sorry. Let's, sorry. Go, let's just do a, a show of hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To how far we've watched because okay, okay. yeah, hold your hand up. One, Mission Impossible. When you've seen yes. Mission Impossible, then a Mission Impossible yeah. two. Yeah, still yeah. there. Mission Impossible three. Yeah, I'm out. Mission Impossible <laughs> Ghost Protocol. Yes. Mission Impossible Rogue, <laughs> Rogue Nation. Which one? Ghost Protocol Which... Rogue Nation. Yes. Fallout. Half. Yes. And now <laughs> Dead <laughs> Reckoning. You do that one. <laughs> Uh, and now Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. so, okay. so you said Mission Impossible has been going for 27 years. I yes. probably haven't watched one for about 20 years until now. Right. That's where I'm at with the Mission Impossible franchise. Fair I enough. lost interest in them, in them after three, like because I can't even remember what happened in three. Oh, it wasn't. No, three was the J.J. Abrams. So it had the, uh, oh, who was the actor who did, who played Felicity in the TV show that he that started appearing in these Kerry things? Kerry Russell. Kerry Russell's in three. 
Oh, maybe I will watch it. I'm not <laughs> it's great. She has what, and it has um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in it as well, doing a really great villain. In like three is actually quite good. Um, okay. And Kerry Russell has an amazing death scene. Sorry, that's and, a spoiler. Okay, so we'll, spoilers. Talk about, we'll talk about Pete, we'll talk about the this. women never survive. <laughs> yeah. I like to, to talk about when we get to spoilers, but yeah. Um, yeah, seventeen years is a long enough time for spoilers. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, never, never. The film that we just saw also. Yeah. Sure. I, I saw the beginning of the Henry Cavill one on a plane recently, um, but I got bored and started watching something else. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the Henry Cavill one was only great because everyone was like, oh, no, they've ruined the DC films by the fact that Henry can't shave his moustache. And then Henry, like, loaded his arms in the fight and everyone's like, forgiven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As as every woman's uh, panty line and most men's just uh, disintegrated <laughs> in the cinema when he did that, and they're like, "That's fucking hot." <laughs> With his, I, I love the fact that he he was in that weird hot kind of way, but at the same time, still had a dodgy mo. And the yes. dodgy mo should have knocked him out of the hot, you know. See, dodgy mo's just don't do it for me. Doesn't matter who has one. Some men can pull off a dodgy mo. Not really. He really like no. I feel I feel singled out, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically, yours is a dodgy goatee. Um, Yeah, no, like like mo on its own, very rarely does anything mm, for me. Sure. Mm. Even if it's Henry Cavill. Even if it's Henry Cavill, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, Henry Cavill with lots of scruff. You know, moustache, but still plenty of scruff. Yeah. Nah. This isn't okay. a Henry Cavill appreciation post. I love the fact that we're just talking about every, every, <laughs> we're talking about Mission, right. the film. Mission Impossible, but it's everyone but Tom Cruise. We'll, we'll never get through all of the butt wires. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many. Yeah. So here we are. We're back yeah. with Mission Impossible. It is Ethan Hunt doing something with something, big danger to whole world, yes. something, there's a, there's something, world explosion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a world problem, so we have to stop world problem. And after, like, as as I sort of feel like saying, after the seventh time of saving the world, shouldn't you just be like, you know what? Let it end. If they're <laughs> if 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 they're really doing this, just let them have a crack. You know. It kind of is weird that the Impossible Mission Force like has no other team members. Hmm. Yeah, they, they the feel TV a bit like the show, there were many other team members and like everybody got missions. Mm. You know? yeah. At least in this one, you know, they start kind of saying, okay, well, we know we're going to expand the team. Like we want more people to be a part of the IMF force. But um, yeah, yeah. But they're not really doing that, are they? They're just making sure that everyone else supports Tom Cruise in being the guy. Yeah. Realistically, these films are just another James Bond franchise that happens to have a small team supporting James Bond as opposed to James Bond being by himself. To be honest, Bond did it better. Mm -hmm. Like the Bond films are a better Bond film than these are because this is Tom Cruise trying to be Bond and sort of not succeeding in being Bond because he's not enough of a dick. He doesn't have the, the the massive fucking ego thing that Bond has, the, but he also doesn't have the suave. Mm. Like, he doesn't yeah, yeah. have that whole, I'm going to walk into a casino and look like he belongs there. He always looks like he... It's kind of, I don't know, this is tradie Bond. 
Trade maybe work. not tradey. Maybe maybe that's a little under underselling it. But to find the right analogy. He doesn't really come across as like a workhorse kind of guy either. He fits in no. this weird middle ground. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, like it's pleasant watching him on screen doing the things that you know that you're expecting from Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise has always been consistently delivering Mission Impossible. I feel like Tom Cruise is his own genre. He is even even so. though yeah you, you're absolutely right even though if you go back and you look at his characters through every single Mission Impossible the 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 range is amazing <laughs> like it's absolutely <laughs> amazing in the first one it's short hair Tom Cruise and the next one it's like oh long hair and rock climbing kind of you know yeah. uh, guy that you would have dated in early university Tom Cruise they brought back <laughs> that photo of him in this movie as like his file photo I'm like he hasn't looked like that in 25 years <laughs> yeah, I couldn't kind of- tell you a single defining character trait about Ethan Hunt no. like I no. honestly, if you asked me, I and said, "What's his main thing? Yeah. Is he vindictive? Is he creative? Is he tenacious? He's uh, loyal. Like, even loyal. Bond, like Bond yes. has a personality, you know. Like you know that his favorite drink is a martini, and you know that he's a suave character and a lady, and he's guy. a womanizing prick. And yeah, he's, he's... like the Ethan Hunt has like no." main characteristic trait. Ethan Hunt's only thing is he pulls off his mask to reveal that it was actually yeah. him all yeah. the time. He's a Scooby-Doo yeah. villain. He's a literally Scooby-Doo villain reveal time. It's Tom Cruise. So I kind of love that they played with that gag throughout the movie and just had that guy that was chasing him yanking on people's faces all the time. <laughs> I enjoy that a lot, actually. Especially when it's it like, like fingers in the mouth. It yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, all right. It's like That's at good. least it's a self-referential enough to know that it's a bit dumb these days, and it's. Yeah. But this one is a little bit too much, where it was just like we have these ideas to do some amazing stunts and capture this. It's like great. So what's the plot? And they're like, AI, AI. Oh my god, oh, yeah. the MacGuffin. Fuck. The MacGuffin. <laughs> How many the- times are we going to see a split in half key that needs to have two halves found and reunited? And that looks like a crucifix, yeah, you know. The, we're, we're not, we're not being why? even remotely fucking subtle with our symbolism here. Yeah, the, uh, we literally why? just had Transformers <laughs> where it is. was join the two halves of the key in Transformers to save the world. And now, I mean, again, join the, the it was the most the fun thing about the ten minutes of exposition at the beginning <laughs> to like get through all of the exposition about how there's this you know evil AI that wants to take over the world. So what do we need to the do? Entity. Well, there's a crucifix key. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> what could that possibly have to do with anything? Admittedly, if you'd seen the first ten minutes, you would have. No, it wouldn't have. No, been. I mean, <laughs> like honestly, the, the crucifix key is the two locks that open the thing that yeah, let you into where I mean, the AI as is. A, but the AI kills people. So, cool, as a military whatever. person in in the Russian Navy, and they've walked up to you and they've gone. Hey, we have you have to secure this, and this is the key. And they show it up, and they look at each other they're like. It's just a fucking crucifix. What the fuck? And then they pull it apart and go, Maha! One for you and one for you. Like, as a military person, I'd be like, I am about to, to, to quit. Is this a joke? Am I on camera? What are you doing? You're giving I mean, me a crucifix. Just hire team. the crucifix locksmith. Like, <laughs> it's just, surely there are other ways. I love it. It's, and- it's my time to shine. <laughs> I've come up with a key. 
<laughs> yeah, but let's also make the most Russian-looking uh, crucifix oh, yeah. key, like oh. the most orthodox look. It just needed key. a little diagonal thing through the middle <laughs> of it to be like an actual Russian Orthodox thing yes. and possibly another cross on top. But anyway, it, yeah, I mean... it was one of those things that was just so MacGuffin-y and it was this whole thing of like, how do we, Dion, one of the things you've said many times, you know, the, the problem with films at the moment is they are and then. You know, oh yes, and this yeah. is yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of this and then. A, few, a film it's of like and then. Somebody's got to get a key, and then you're in yeah. <laughs> somewhere else in the world, and then you're somewhere else yep. in the world, and there's somebody's got the key, and it's in their pocket, and then and then you're at the Pentagon, and then you're yeah. in a room full of people, and then they're talking about all of the plot points that you need to decipher why you're going to sit spend the next two hours watching action sequences. <laughs> My big like, look, I don't, I don't begrudge it. These silly plot points. It's also obviously very no. self-aware of its own silliness, even in some of the the action stunt scenes, which were some of which were quite well done. They went on to the point of being ridiculous, but very much on purpose. They were like, oh. "Yeah, we know what we're doing. We know this is dumb. We're just going to keep doing it for your viewing pleasure." And like, mm. I'm totally fine with all of that. What I'm, what, what really stops me from being on board is what you know is driving the plot other than this MacGuffin it's one particular character consistently doing ridiculous nonsensical things to drive the plot forward and that's where I'm kind of like come on guys like can, can we find a better way to move the plot character plot forward than one character being like I'm gonna run away now bye yeah. I'm, oh, gonna gonna do something life. I'm gonna run away again see ya Oh, well, you can yeah. save my okay. life again, but I'm just going to keep running away. Bye. Yeah. So like, we were talking about Haley Atwell's delightful character Grace, who did yeah. nothing Why, but Grace? run away. Why? And <laughs> like, I get it the first couple of times, but like after he's like, "No, no, I've now saved yeah. your life three times," and you're still like, "Laters." It's like, <laughs> honey, you're being paid to be in this movie. You can't keep running away from the. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's just like trying to get, she's trying to run to her agent, like get me out of this film. But like, yes. at, at some stage, just like, what do you think you're running to? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Have you not realized that there's there's like massive organizations of people out there willing to kill you and throw lots of money at killing you, and you've seen them. You've seen hundreds of people trying to assassinate you, but you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm good on my I'm own. Figure this out myself. Now that we do love Haley Atwell. Oh yeah, yeah, no, love, we do love, love Haley Atwell. Yeah, yeah, I really feel like she was uh, working with an underwritten character. It was a complete Extremely. waste for her. I yeah. mean, if you look at um, <laughs> other roles that she's been in, like especially significantly Agent Carter, where she's so capable in that. She really, I don't know why on earth she would have chosen to do this film. Because they pay a like lot was, of money. Uh, money. It was a complete disservice to her. Um, you know, integrity as an actress to do a shitty movie like this. And not just her, but also Pomp Clementif and oh, also yeah. um, the other bird that played What's-Her-Face. Uh, uh, um, Rebecca uh, Ferguson. Rebe who, Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson, Ferguson, who we yes. just talked about last Vanessa week Kirby? in Silo. Yes. yes. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're on like, a, a real Vanessa, uh, Rebecca why? Ferguson jagged. Why are these women that kick ass in so many other projects signing on to Mission Impossible. Well, come on, like, let's be honest. I mean, if someone came up to you and just said, hey, do you want to be in the next Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie? I'd just immediately say, sure. Yes, I do. 
like I because I want to cares what the paycheck. I want to. I just want to watch how that's made. Like I want to be in that thing. Why not? Like yeah, that seems Besides like Haley Atwell running away in scenes, she was running away in scenes that she was in by just saying, <laughs> "Oh, I'm not going to drive. Oh, I, I'm not going to do every, this. You do every, it. You everyone do this. looked amazing in it, though. No matter who ran away or where they were going or even why they were going, no one cared because they looked great. Chill's <laughs> <laughs> so eyes. Women are not set dressing. No, no, the Dion. men as well. Everybody looked great. I liked everyone in the film. Like it all, like all the set scenes were amazing. I, I must admit, like I had a couple of people say that they they were like, "Oh yeah, cool, the film, oh you know, you know, has its problems and everything." But Pom Clementia and that makeup and then that adamant jacket and everything. Oh, that's amazing. I was like, but why did she do anything? Oh, no, no, like she had <laughs> yeah. a great time driving in a big truck, but why there's, did she do There's no defense in the why. I was just like, but they looked great. Aesthetic <laughs> with her, and I can I can see that. But if she had had more than two lines of dialogue in the whole movie, I would have bought mm. her character a bit more. Sure. Yes. Um, I mean, she... I love a cute rage machine girl that's yeah. awesome. Um, that wears you know short skirts and cute outfits and shit, but like. <laughs> I don't know, does she say anything? I'm like, Pom, you did fucking three Guardians of the Galaxies films and you were amazing. And like, it was the most uh, brilliant character development I've ever seen from those movies. And mm. now you got two lines in a Mission Impossible movie. I'm like, what the fuck were you I feel doing? Like, I feel like yeah. I've seen that character before, but it was better done in, do you remember the film The Brothers Bloom? Yeah. In that, there was a mysterious, a, like, there was this a mysterious Asian character called Bang Bang, and she was amazing because it was an actual plot going on between the brothers. Boom! Whenever Bang Bang came into the scene, it's like she looks great in the background. What she's doing? Oh, setting something on fire! Amazing. Did she have any dialogue? Yes. No. But she would just turn up, and everyone's like, "What are you going to do?" Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> that is great. A bit of Go Go Yubari from um, uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. You know, she's got the the crazy gonna kill you energy but then like her her turn and everything and I, we will talk about that in spoiler sections her all of that i was like i don't buy it no because i don't know anything about it i don't know where we're going with this character um <laughs> exactly. she's had four different costumes and yeah. that's great but why? you find out her name at the end of the movie <laughs> oh yeah so much exposition so little character development like there was mm. time Oh, oh, God, yeah. oh my God! If fewer words had been worth. used to describe exactly what was happening to us in the yeah. very basic plot, yeah. I feel two like hours Jill, and forty-three minutes of this yes. film. I, I feel Fuck. like Jill, your tic, yeah. your your ticker uh, thing that you wrote earlier, which was great, which is uh, yes, def, totally, definitely, this was a script written by a real human person, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. totally not spat out of Chat GPT when they were like, "Oh shit, we haven't written a script. We've got all the stunts together." <laughs> the the annoying thing is this was actually written before chat gpt existed um what? i don't believe it 20 27 <laughs> years ago tom cruise sat down and was like i'm gonna make 10 mission possible films and this is what's gonna happen in everyone i no, feel like this... they beta tested chat gpt with this script <laughs> yes. and then they released it <laughs> yeah well it's like well we need to we need to um need a bad guy okay well let's go for ai we haven't done ai in these things have we you want to get one to try and write it? 
<laughs> and they're like, well, we do need to go into production next week. And then the <laughs> pandemic happened. Yeah, who knew that like uh, an AI script that was probably written in 2019 like mm -hmm. could have predicted the future so well when it was actually finally released in 2023. Yeah, yeah. I did or see an interview with um uh fucking Simon Pegg who was like that was fucking amazing. We, we we became way 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 topical and didn't mean to because we'd finished shooting this 3 years ago. Or but in all ago, seriousness. Hmm. Pay your writers. Pay your, <laughs> your fucking writers. Oh, yes, yes. And don't try to replace people with machines just because you don't think that creative work has any value. Yeah. Yes. We are. Uh, get we... Sarah Connor. We have Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> the flashy the girl from Flushing. Yeah, yes, yes. she's she's the one you want in the Rise Against the Machines. <laughs> yeah, she's badass. Yes. How did we get here? I don't understand. I don't even know where we're going. But <laughs> anyway. what I do want to do is move on because I want to get to the spoiler sections and talk less about this film because I didn't like it very much. So I'm going to rate it <laughs> at a significant, oh, you're a significantly you're it. like out of all of these Mission Impossible films, I'm giving it a fifty. Oh, okay. I mean, Shit. 55. Like, the stunts are amazing. You can't say this. Like, if you're going to watch it on a big screen, go watch it on a big screen. Well, there were times I chuckled and went, huh. But most of the time, I was like, this is the most boring fucking film I've watched in ages. Wow. Up until last night. And you still, I was going to say, you still feel like that now. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Up, uh, up until Ooh. last night. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Cheeky, cheeky monkey. There you go, fifty-five. It's 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 fine. It's fine, but it doesn't. It's it's got nothing. Mm. Is it the film that will save cinema? Uh, oh fuck no! God no! Yeah. And also, I'm pissed that I have to go and see a second half to it to understand why it fits together. I'm like, I no, say, I don't give a do shit. you have to though? Do you have to? Do you of really course. like get to the end of that film and be like, "Ooh, I really want to know what happens now." Of course, mm. I have an attention problem, Peter. I have to go and watch the rest of it, or I won't feel right. Yeah. Like, it, is that like you have to clean your teeth before you go to bed? Yeah. 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 It's, just, it's just like that kind of thing. I have to make sure that I understand that maybe something in the second one will be so amazing that I'll be like, I can't believe that I, I didn't pick that up the first time. And I'll be like, oh my God, it's written by a genius. Or the other way around, which is like, I'll watch it and be like, fuck, why did I waste my time again? I mean, my immediate reaction to seeing the part one at the end of the title was like, there is so much plot that you can't fit it in one film. Like, I find that hard to believe. Yeah. And guess what? You didn't have to believe it because <laughs> there was no plot to fit in. There was just stunts. Oh, uh, no, no. There's deep and meaningful plot about Ethan Hunt's girlfriend who died in a film that doesn't exist and his long-running problem with a dude called Gabriel who we've never met before. Oh, yeah, that. I was wondering if that was a movie that I hadn't seen. That yeah, I me too. Seen backstory. Yeah. It's a movie that none of us have seen. Yes. Like when, when that like shot of that guy, I was like, ooh, like I've missed something. This must be Before he even joined film. the IMF. Right. Yeah. Oh no, we've yeah. run it we've run out of people for to have a problem with Ethan. Maybe we'll just go back to before times. Mm. <laughs> let's create a new villain who's been there all along. Let's make it like and let's 
just like fridge a new woman that yeah. didn't even yeah. exist <laughs> in the plot at <laughs> all except for a couple of shots. Yeah, yeah. the next the next wow. mission impo- the next like after this one they go the next one's gonna have a movie of like Ethan Hunt's childhood best friend who he accidentally stabbed their grandmother has come back to haunt him. <laughs> it's like what the fuck is wow. going on? Anyway, sorry. Mm. Have you given it a mm. number? Yes. Um, Peter, I, go on. Oh, oh okay. sorry, Jill. Whoever, I don't care. Go ahead, Jill. All right, I'm going to give it a 58, uh, mostly because, well, you heard me berate how they treated their female characters. Uh, it's mostly for the stunts and their homage to Cassandra Crossing at the end. <laughs> if anybody has seen a very old movie called Cassandra's Crossing, we'll know exactly what I'm talking about. No. No, now I'm furiously looking at what the fuck is Cassandra's Yeah, I'm like <laughs> just typing that one down. It's on level Pete? with the Poseidon Adventure. Have anybody Ooh. seen that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just that's... disaster films. Oh, I do like a good disaster film. Oh, you're fucking with this. I mean, it's another one that I kind of feel weird rating because it's not my thing. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have got to see it. So, like, mm. I don't want to be too scathing. Um, I will say that somebody who doesn't, like, go out of my way to go and watch a lot of action films, that the the action and stunt scenes were fun in their self-aware ridiculousness, I thought. Mm. Like they were utterly ridiculous, but it was kind of fun because it's like, oh, no, 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 we're all in on this joke. Like we all know how dumb this is. You guys know, we know, you're just looking for an excuse to flip some cars. That's fine. I'm on board with that. But you're right, it is hard to get past the uh, questionable treatment of female characters but i as far as i like that i wouldn't know if there has been any mission impossible movie that hasn't done that so all the women die (laughs) (laughs) your mission as a woman if you choose to accept it in mission impossible (laughs) is live yeah (laughs) so i I didn't have as terrible time as i thought i would Hmm. in it because the ridiculousness was so, like, ridiculousness. I was like, I can get on board with this because it's fun. I even had a bit of a laugh in a couple of bits that was nice. Um, so I am think I'm going to sit on 60. Mm. Right. Um, I, I thought that the action stuff, when the action stuff was done well, um, it was funny. It was sparky and had some really good stuff the i quite like the sequence in the mini um the the super fast mini that that just the fiat sorry uh my bad um i enjoyed the the stuff in the fiat i thought that was funny i the the bit where they they go tumbling down some uh, steps and suddenly find themselves on the wrong side of the car and you're like that was funny there was there was good comedy in there but having watched the whole thing including the 15 minutes at the start with submarines and <sighs> it's just meh like it's like they've they've hung an entire marketing campaign for this whole film on one stunt it was like, a good stunt though. it's a good stunt but at the same time I knew because I'd seen all of the marketing that that big rocky thing that he rides up, I know that's a fucking ramp. It didn't look real. I could see his wheel not touching the ground. Um, 
And so I kind of had this sort of thing of like, you've hung a film on a single stunt. And then the bit after that, I was like, I have seen that and played it in Uncharted. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to raise that one. I was like, I have seen the train thing. I saw it in Uncharted, the movie, <laughs> and then I have played it in the Uncharted game. And then I have also seen it in Jurassic Park, The Lost World, which mm. is also where they did the same thing. And I was like, it's been done. I mean, it was it was tense, and there were some really you know good moments that every you could hear the whole audience go. <gasps> but at the same time, eh. <laughs> yeah. But so, I don't know. I don't know if it's trying to be anything other than filler between stunts. You know, like yeah. objectively, the storytelling is terrible. Mm. Terrible. Yeah. Um, but I just it doesn't. It didn't seem like it was trying not to be terrible. If you mm. know what I mean. Like yeah. it, it kind of seemed like they wrote a bunch of stunts down on a piece of paper and then wrote something that seemed like plot in between them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does How do we little... get from here to here? I don't know. It feels a little um, bit like that. Why are you booing me? This is what you paid for. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's like I, I'm a little less harsh on it than you, D. Um, I think that it's it still stands as a big blockbustery cinemary experience and i can see that a lot of people would enjoy it for the spectacle of it but uh, yeah for me it's uh, let's go 60 62 um random number but there you go um it is okay and it's frustrating because one of my favorite um reviewers you know watch this film the reason i got excited about it is because he watched the film he was writing notes as he went and the last five pages of his notes are just swear words and then the last page is the phrase fuck my hat and i wanted to know what the phrase fuck my hat was about and there's nothing that made me think fuck my hat <laughs> Unless he was, oh, Maybe fuck, he left I his dropped hat my hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, no. Exactly. My hat. Exactly. Because I was just like, oh, okay, well, yeah. So well, shall we have a clip? Spoil this, baby. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, I don't really have any spoilers for this. Well, sorry, clips for this. Because there's a distinct lack of everything online. It is literally just a whole bunch of packages of behind-the-scenes bits explaining how amazing this all was. So I'm just going to go to the final trailer. Your days of fighting for the so-called greater good are over. This is our chance to control the truth, the concepts of right and wrong for everyone for centuries to come. You're fighting to save an ideal that doesn't exist. Never did. You need to pick a side. Uncharted doing it first and then Jurassic Park doing it before that. Well, go and watch 1976's The Cassandra Crossing with Sophia Loren 
and what do they do? See who did it first. AI is it? Is AI and Cassandra crossing? Is that who Cassandra is? Is <laughs> no, she the rogue it's an AI? Amazing disaster thriller. So there's all these people that are escaping from the pneumonic plague. And they're all on a train, and then of course there's a great big disaster. And they try to unhinge the train, like the back half from the front half. But then the bridge collapses and the front half goes down and it all goes slides down. Everyone dies and then the back half's still stuck up there. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. And <laughs> the way that they shot it was like, Mwah. yeah, classic. Okay, I'm gonna have to go hunting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and our spoiler logo is up, I assume. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we can talk about all of the things that happen in this film. <sighs> Fuck me! Why is it so boring? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm I'm down for watching stuff, but this is, what is it, two hours and 45 minutes of just like, oh, okay, and up, oh, no, no. Like, I mean, I really like the desert scene. It was beautiful and kind of just lovely to do. I was kind of like, oh, it's Dune. No, uh, it's, it's, it's an Afghan. It's yeah, Rebecca an Ferguson war. is just going, fuck, <laughs> yeah. can I ever get out of a desert? <laughs> I'm stuck in a desert. I'm stuck in a dystopian desert again. Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, like, you know, that, that yeah, as we were saying, it's just a, a series of explanations, or not even explanations, a series of things that happen that get them to the next scene until and, and, and the movie a ends. A series of like, sequences oh. that exist specifically to try and give weight to things that nobody immediately cares about. Like, all of those expository scenes are about making the AI, the entity, this God stand-in meaningful. Mm. And everybody is going, oh, it could do this. It could change the world. It could make people, you know, not understand what truth is anymore. And it'll completely revolutionize the world. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. And now we live with it. It's literally make, in my Snapchat. I have to make a point about this AI is that they, they walked a line on it with its sentience. They're like, oh, it's self-aware and it does this and it does that. But they never really distinctly made it the adversary until the nightclub mm. scene where they revealed that the AI was actually like all on the screens in the background and around. then <laughs> it started talking to him on the earpiece and I'm like, oh, now it's venturing into like fucking weird territory and I'm like, yeah. you have to pick a side, guys. You can't yeah. walk that line. Either go all the way and do ridiculous the AI is alive and it's talking to you or don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you guys watch Mrs. Davis? I can't remember if we talked about that. Um, no, but you said it. Know. In... Miss Predikanga just brought it up. So Yeah. Because <laughs> I watched Mrs. Davis and it was a much more fun AI. Um, I feel like you said that in a way, uh, Peter. It's like, well, I watched Mrs. Davis and I'm better than all of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. No, I, haven't, I, I know nothing about it. I assume it's about an AI. I, mean, I only know Mrs. Garsha Davis and she's what? a drag queen. <laughs> oh, you guys have been sleeping on Mrs. Davis. I'll send you some links. Wow, no, that's that's a phrase that you should. <laughs> right, well, we've all got homework for after the show. <laughs> but Go and fall asleep on Mrs. Davis. But doesn't no, that... it's, it's recent. It came out a, a few months ago. But doesn't that also oh, star, um, uh, what's her name, Rebecca Ferguson or someone who looks very much like Rebecca Ferguson? <laughs> Betty Gilpin? Yes. Oh, oh, Betty Gilpin. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, wait, hang on. What? I got a bit confused at one point. I was like, oh, it's Rebecca. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> yeah. It's um, not a fun. It's a, um, you know, comedy oh, action that's that one, about right? a, yes. a 
woman who's a nun who has to go after an AI entity, and it's a lot of fun. Wow. Except, okay. um, except if there's one common theme across all these, you're like, oh, it's a bit of fun as comedy. Okay, look, wait. If you go back to everything, every single show is actually explaining how, look, the AI is basically a fascist dictatorship that's controlling everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll just do different genres across it. So like Westworld, right, so dystopian. AI's Nazis, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mrs. Well, Davies is it, like, it's funny. But even though everything it? is controlled by an AI. Yeah. Westworld, the season yep. three, isn't it? Yep. Where it's it's not so much an AI, but it's an algorithm, and the algorithm is basically telling everybody, ah, no, you're you're not going to succeed, so we may as well kill you. Well, yeah, the AI is just making judgment calls and sort of going, yeah, this person isn't going to do anything, so we just don't have to worry about them. Bye. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What what I love is kind of the interpretation of something that is code. And then being like, oh, no, but it's on the screens all around us. I'm like, oh, it's also turned itself into graphics for some reason. What? Yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> it felt the need to express itself as CGI graphics. Yeah. Good. I mean, uh, why? I, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. I quite liked the, the, the bit where it was talking to him on his earpiece. I, like that was the one moment that yeah, I was like, oh, I'm actually. lean in hard with that kind yeah. of shit, go all and, the way. And then what you do wrong with that is then you put Gabriel in there. And <laughs> see, you... I was starting to think that maybe he was like a, a robot, like he was an android that, cool. that the AI had implanted itself in. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I was Karina's... waiting for the plot to turn right around again and become, f- well, you know what? That would have been fucking amazing. They've got the ability to have, you know, 3D printed believable face masks yeah they got why the not put it on why, a robot why couldn't the ai have created a synthetic body for itself and that was gabriel like that would have been a cooler movie yeah and also the beginning of the terminator franchise it's like oh my god Loki, amazing! <laughs> it turns out it was a, it was a twenty-seven I, year. I, I just want to shout out to Karina for it felt the need to express itself as a screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yes! Ah, uh, man, it's just, exactly what it was. It's just Let's... also, but I mean, the, here's okay. Here's one of the problems that I have with the confusing and confounding plot that we have. And I, I'm going to ask this to you as a, as an actual question. Help me understand it. Okay. When we in, introduce to the entity, it exists on a submarine. Yes. In some undisclosed part of the world the that refuses Antarctic Sea or something. Whatever. Like you know, they're trying to do that, which it then under ice immediately technically sinks itself to yep. hide for some reason. And then is it still connected via the internet to everything or is it pieces of that uh, out there self-replicating and doing all of this bidding because it has to find itself? Or I think is what's it just... on the submarine is its source code. So yeah, but I mean, the server that is holding the original code, everything that's out in the internet yeah. is is what is is essentially the person that is the entity or whatever but what's on that hard drive is the original code which means that you can potentially the submarine is a horcrux <laughs> very much yes <laughs> you destroy the submarine you destroy the ai yeah I yes love, or I at love... the very least you can get to something that will give you the original virus so that you can replicate an antivirus. so 
if I mean, that the... if that is the actual case, just wait. <laughs> and this thing is an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-consuming thing. Why hasn't it blown the fuck out of the submarine? <laughs> Uh, wouldn't it destroy that be destroying itself? No, because it is already existing. Is it isolated that's sitting underneath and they have to try to get it because that's a source code? Or no, is they it literally have to destroy what's on the submarine? Is the submarine connected to the internet? That's the thing that I'm really it's confused about. It's probably got Wi Fi. Otherwise, how is it to get out? <laughs> we don't know. That's <laughs> the And yet, it's Wi Fi. And yet, it's only it's Cutting only problem. It's what the thing that it's worried about is a key. It's worried about two keys, one key that splits into two keys that could unlock a thing. Yeah, yeah, unlock the submarine so you can get inside and turn it off. The keys that are inside the submarine! No, they're not. No, they were somewhere else. No, I mean, but the key, the locks are inside and they're not even connected to the machine. It's just that, it's like, it's not that important. Like, I don't think <laughs> that this plot construct was intended to be actually thought about by hmm. the audience in any way at all. It's <laughs> no. easier just to let it wash over you. Yes. You know, be and, like a yeah. rock in the stream. And Karina, be, I'm being like Basil Exposition. I'm on Team Karina from the chat there. Yes. And I'm just waiting for someone to turn up with a MacBook and give it a virus and it Independence Days the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I think I honestly would have loved to have seen Michael York show up at this point and just go, you know what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. And that goes for you too, Austin. <laughs> Because that's pretty much where all of those fucking exposition scenes were going. Sure. And, like we've got the fucking leader of the like the leader of the IMF, the guy who manages the IMF, who is also a traitor but kind of isn't. And then Grace signs up with him, but he knows that he's a bad guy. But and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Why? That's that was that entire thing on many many levels. I was like, okay, wait. So she spent the entire film inexplic inexplicably running away uh, yes. from somebody who was continuously saving her life. Mm. First she was kind of useless and couldn't even drive a car. Then she could do a pretty good knife fight but still failed. Mm -hmm. uh, then she was kind of useless again and needed to be rescued a, a few more times. But she was useful enough to do, like, a little bit of, like, on-the-ground spy action. Uh, and then she She's could like, wear a mask. And she could wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, oh, yes, I'm going to be a super secret, top secret agent. Please and thank you. I can definitely mm. do all of those things. Yeah. I don't, like, what? I don't understand. Can we also talk briefly for a second that the film actually signposted the fact that one of the characters was leaving and not coming back for the... For the... <laughs> it's like, I have to leave you now. <laughs> hey, <bye>. like... <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> Maybe it was just that thing is like, uh, Ving's left set. <laughs> uh, I do feel like that may have been one of those things that they, they came back a year and a half later and went, we didn't shoot anything with Ving for the entire finale. <laughs> Fuck. Um, can we just do one pickup shot where he says, I've got to go now? I have to go and work out how to do something? Yeah, good, good move. Right, sweet. <laughs> I also like, yeah, there's a good point in there. I think Karina also made is like Grace's special power is to be able to do sleight of hand. 
And that's a great <laughs> thing. But then fucking Ethan Hunt can do it too. So yeah, whatever. you see, there's the problem. She got, she's a master pickpocket and thief who is immediately just Tom Cruise is standing there going, you think you can do it? I'm fucking better than you. Anyway, moving on, it's like, cool. So you introduced a character, explained their special skill, and it was immediately overwritten by Tom Cruise. Yeah, which I yeah. feel like is probably everybody that encounters Tom Cruise in real life has yeah. the same situation happen. Except when Tom Cruise does the sleight of hand, it looks like a fuckwit doing it. Because <laughs> there was a point where he did so, like the things, and I just went, "Oh, you are every dickhead I've ever met at a party." <laughs> You're that guy who does close-up magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet you you also bring a fucking guitar to the party later and start trying to pick up girls with a fucking guitar. No, Tom Cruise is the guy at the, par- at the party. And then he talks about his rock climbing. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise is the guy that like starts bouldering at a party. Uh, are you guys going to send a link of this show to Yug? <laughs> I did think that. No, I, I, I did have that moment of going. I'm I hope actually... he doesn't play the guitar. <laughs> I'm not doing a yug because he's funny and I like him. But... <laughs> That's not. Yeah. Also, talk about the bit where uh, we had one of those. One of these women is going to die. Your past oh. love interest or your yeah. future love interest. Both of both of whom are twenty years younger than you, and you have to choose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> good, good point there. It's like, oh Which no, child bride should die. <laughs> it's Sophie's <laughs> choice. I also I think Rebecca Ferguson is significantly more than twenty years younger than him. Well, Haley is forty-one now. I'm just looking up. Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like that they've at least gone well. She's thirty-nine. We, we can't have any twenty-year-olds. So um, yeah, that's taken it too far. They are yeah. both 20 years younger. I mean, yeah. I low-key want to see um, a few of the old past flames come back. Like, I mean, I would love mm. to see some characters come back from the second one. Like, Thandie Newton would be great to just yeah. roll back in and be like, hey, guys, what have you all been? Whoa. <laughs> what What is happening here? <laughs> Last yeah, time I saw be... you, Ethan, was in Sydney. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, also shout out to Indira Varma, who was there for one oh, scene yeah. and then <laughs> exposited her way through it and then was gone. And you were like, oh, and Mark Gaddis as well. And yeah. like, fuck me, we're running. These are. Also, kind of like how he's kind of like, oh, well, he's had that one, so she can die. Yeah. Uh, and oh, we'll yeah, keep yeah. the one that he hasn't had yet for future love interest reasons. Totally. <laughs> <sighs> it's. T- the more you think about it and the more you look at the, the underlying fucking misogyny and sexist, sexism of it, you can't help but kind of go, oh, what is this film? Yeah. Yes, but it's, it really so feels I'm like... I'm looking through the cast list because... Why was... am I recalling, like, in the early Mission Impossibles, Tom Cruise had a wife or a girlfriend or something that had to stay out of the life. Yeah, Michelle Monaghan like, turned up. Meet in, up with her after missions or something. Yeah, Michelle Monaghan turned up in three as his wife. Yeah. But whatever happened to her? She died. She died. She, oh. They all die. Fucking ask that question. <laughs> of course before. they died. <laughs> they all die. And- uh, no, I think, no, I think, actually, no, I think she actually got out. I don't, can't remember, but in like, ghost protocol or something he has to drop off the grid and like she's off working with doctors without borders or something and rekindling Mm. an old romance and then they have to get together again and then i don't know whatever i mean i also feel for fucking rebecca ferguson who you know i think got done dirty by this film oh yeah like no nobody comes out of it great but she's actually one of the better characters from the later films who 
she at least survived the previous film mm. um only to buy the farm in this one you're like oh for fuck's sake yeah. And also shout out to the two they CIA agents that spend the entire t- film showing up five minutes late for everything and looking yeah. slightly perturbed. I liked them. I thought they were good. I thought, I actually really liked the dialogue between them. And one of them was like, I don't know, what if this dude's right? Like, what if we do? <laughs> I did like the the younger pragmatic one that was trying to do everything by the book and like he was a linguist and he was trying to diffuse situations and then his boss is just like no fuck these guys bang 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 yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. No I thought they were fun. yeah I thought yeah. they were fun characters they they were have but... to... no 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 I was just gonna say they were but also fucking unforgiving it's that whole thing of like yes your job is to show up late and be the butt of every joke congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Felt, felt like they're very much lifted out of like a Marvel co- like uh, movie oh, franchise yeah. of like oh it's the, the it's the useless government representatives they've arrived late again <laughs> yeah I mean even though they are terrible with their their women at least at least there's no gratuitous sex in these movies because if you started just making them you know sexy sexy movies then it would be oh, end times. Yeah. See, this is exactly. one of, I think this is one of the very interesting things about Tom Cruise is some movie stars become sex symbols. And to be honest, Tom Cruise was a sex symbol for a long time in Hollywood. Um, you know, that whole thing about uh, can't go out for dinner with Tom Cruise because you've got to stay home and have a lamb yeah, roast. Like, ro- yeah, roast. all that kind of stuff was hilarious. Uh, except that he's like not gone anywhere near that for such a long time that he's no longer a sex symbol. It's just about mm. his intensity now. So they know that they can't pin any sort of sexiness on Tom Cruise. Like Tom Cruise, you, people yeah. don't go watch Tom Cruise because they want like a bit of that kind of cool factor. They want to watch it because they're like, what insane shit will he do? Yeah. And that's, that's unfortunately where these films are at now. They are not, they are no longer films about plot. They are no longer films about character. These are films that are hung on a single ridiculous stunt that he's done whether it be hanging from the side of a plane jumping off a fucking to be fair that was a great stunt what's that hanging off the side of a plane yep that's a great stunt like climbing up the top of the Burj Khalifa great stunt but is it make a movie but you know what I can remember it and out of this one I don't remember any of them particularly well I, Maybe the fact that we went and saw the 1998 London revival of Oklahoma directly beforehand actually made this movie better for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, switch gears. <laughs> I'd, I'd watched a little bit of oh, Fallout dear. just before this one. So I, I was like, okay, I was, I'll try and catch up on the film that happened before this. And I got, I don't know, an hour into it and realised I don't think I need to know anything about the previous film for this to make any sense. I thought I thought maybe there'd be some continuing characters. Eh. Nah. I mean, well, there are continuing characters, but it also doesn't matter at all. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and the amount of exposition that all the characters were doing could have given you most of the plot of the previous film anyway. Do you know what does matter at all, though, Quinny? Mm-hmm. Next week's Barbenheimer. Yay! Oh, yes. Yes. Back at the regular time, so, the, the same bat time, same bat channel of Tuesday, uh, we'll yeah. be talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be talking about Oppenheimer and Barbie. 
I mean, strap in for a long conversation because I'm anticipating having a lot to say about Barbie. If you guys want to talk about Oppenheimer, that's like now up I, to you. <laughs> now, now I Oppenheimer have... has more than enough to say for itself. <laughs> now, now I have become Barbie, destroyer of Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but now, like, now, uh, t- now do it in Sanskrit. <laughs> Whilst banging, I dare you. Um, oh yeah, in terms of in, in terms of awkward <laughs> sex scenes. I mean, you know, hold that back for next week. Sure, There's plenty of time to talk about it. I'm looking okay, forward. Fine. I am looking forward to going and seeing Barbie because I haven't seen Barbie yet, and I need to see it before next week. Yes, so, I'm going yes. again tomorrow. Yay, mm. yay. I'm, I'm excited for everyone who's going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer this week. I hope you have a great week of cinema ahead. You are going to get such fucking whiplash <laughs> if you are doing the Oppenheimer Barbie duo. I don't think there is a way to possibly yes, do it. You can. You've I would definitely a... go with Dion's thing of do Oppenheimer yeah. first and then Barbie. Eleven because a. Oppenheimer is way depressing. Uh, sorry, you just need to get out of that funk. It's wake yeah. up straight out of bed, coffee and a cigarette. I don't care if you don't smoke, coffee and a cigarette. <laughs> Um, do not have a shower. Just get out of bed, have a coffee and a cigarette on the way to the matinee at 11 a.m. First thing that's up, which is uh, Oppenheimer, more black coffee and that's all. Come out of Oppenheimer, have an existential crisis, go to mimosas, uh, have a little bit of that you know, orange juice and champagne, then go to Barbie in the mid-afternoon and uh, come out and go clubbing till 3 a.m. Hmm. Highly recommended. There's your Saturday for everyone. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we look forward to having that conversation with you. Yeah, we uh, very Tuesday. much enjoy the, as always, chat, you have been um, very funny and also reminding us of very important things that we may have missed. Um, yeah. And also uh, don't forget that August is coming up very soon. Mm. It's almost August. <laughs> um, Jesus. Have you got any suggestions for us? Anyone you want, anything you want us to see? What, what should we be doing for our homework to organize for August? Because it's Barb and mm. next week and then we haven't planned August. Oh, well, we could look at Mrs. Davis. Um, I have a suggestion. I want us to watch Red, White and Royal Blue. Oh, I kind of want to watch that too. I don't know what that is, but that's okay. I would have done that for 4th of July, but Red, White and Royal Blue. Um, I'm still watching the fourth season of Miracle Workers at the moment. It is delightful. I need to get onto that. I'm going to finally have my first weekend free to do nothing and i'm going to catch up on everything i'm going to sit on the couch and binge watch stuff nice oh, the bear season two and ted lasso wrap up oh yeah good points good points yeah yeah, yeah. things that we haven't actually as a group talked to apple the, tea the, the end of ted oh there's foundation season two which i want to get into i haven't yet but i'm going to Ooh, that would require finishing season one I'm not sure about that oh. <laughs> or there's always the fast and furious no, yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I use it as a threat now. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me pull out Fast and Furious. Don't make I me mean, re- don't know. We could re- also look at Asteroid City or Don't um, make me reach for Babylon Five. <laughs> oh, which is now out on Blu-ray. Yeah, and I have no interest oh. in reviewing Secret Invasion because I've no, slept through I all of no them. I have no interest so far. in watching Secret Invasion. It's so bad. Twisted Metal. I'm still persevering with it, but it's struggle street, that's for sure. Mm. Oh, made me the, cranky, so I stopped. There's the Meg oh. 2. Oh, yeah. It's coming out. And Gran Turismo and Blue Beetle. Ooh, good oh, yeah, Blue Beetle. 
Oh, I also realized Ahsoka. last night while we were coming out of a cinema, very disappointingly, that one film that I was very excited for August was the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. But it's not opening here until September in Australia because fucking Australian release schedules. Oh my God. Back to that. <sighs> are they yep. factoring are they factoring that on a school holiday time? Of course they are. <sighs> yeah. It shits me. Yeah, why can't we just adopt the American system faster? They all get summer off and then that's it. And then we have to pay extra and we're all, oh, hang on. Well, no. so the funny thing is, like, the, the turnaround from cinema to fucking um, streaming and shit now is so short that things are, in many cases, still in cinemas um, here in Australia when it's come out on streaming. Like, uh, what's my name? Transformers? That came out on streaming this week. I'm I pretty hope- sure you can still see it in the cinema. I hope they reach a deal which allows them to get paid for things like residuals and streaming and post-releases and stuff so that you can all have a guaranteed income. And until that happens, then good on the releasing however they're, they're going. Um, and, and look who's just showed up in our chat. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I've just remembered we have a Discord we need to go and join. Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it may, but if you're there and you're still in the chat, just uh, maybe just wish... Okay, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Beck. Yeah. For tomorrow. tomorrow it's tomorrow. For tomorrow, yay. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, it's your birthday. I'm, I'm tomorrow. sure that Beck will be pushing very hard for Good Omen Season 2. Yeah. Yeah, the goodest omens. She will do herself because she's got so much to talk about. Yeah. All right, then. Well, we're going to roll on off. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll um, be back next Tuesday at regular time rather than Wednesday at this time. We will indeed. Do you want to go and raid somebody, or shall we just uh, leave it at that for this time being? Let's leave it at that for this time being. Is he standing right behind us? The time being? Fantastic. The time? Where's the time being? Where's the time being? Let's go. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.